Welcome to Not Another Podcast featuring Jade and MJK. This is Not Another Podcast with Jade. I'm MJK. And this is where we discuss all things pop culture. All things pop culture. Welcome back, everybody. This week we are discussing situation comedies, otherwise known as sitcoms. sitcoms. Still ever-present in this day and age, although the format has changed slightly. So we'll talk about where sitcoms began and how they've evolved a little bit over time. But the interest for me in talking about sitcoms is because my all-time favourite TV show, for whatever reason, is and will always be Friends, which ran from 1994 to 2004. So it had 10 illustrious seasons, 24 episodes each season, except for season 10, which had 18 where they were being paid $1 million per episode, something that was uh, given to Seinfeld in their last couple of seasons. Every, every one of those every one of them got a million episodes. Thanks to David Swimmer, who was the biggest name, so to speak, coming into season one, said to the producers and all the cast, we should and should always be getting paid equal amounts, no matter what. If we sign that deal here and now <clears throat> without that being able to change, then we're always on equal ground and we will have better friendships and working relationships probably because of it. And they're like, no worries. So gradually, because they would have come in at all very different costs in that first season, um, David Schwimmer and Courtney Cox being the more well-known. What the hell was David Schwimmer known for? He was in Paul Bearer with Gwyneth Paltrow. Never heard of it. Well. It Move. was a film that she did in Move order on. to shoot Emma. Say another one. <laughs> another what? That he was in, that he has fame. Oh, I go. He was just a name. Like, people knew who he was for whatever reason. Yeah, bitch. I didn't know yeah. who he was. And only uh, after the fact, I knew who Courtney Cox was because everyone was like, she got her start in that Springsteen Yeah, video. Springsteen. With that white I think shirt. she was in a Seinfeld episode. And she was in Ace Ventura. Yes. Yeah, Before. Was, so, well, yeah, well, that, yeah. Was, that was probably, what, 93 or something? Probably? Must have been. Or maybe the Friends year Because Friends was 94. Yeah. Ninety four rings a bell. Um, so yeah, that's my all time favorite. Filmed in front of a live audience, <clears throat> um, live studio audience, live studio audience. Yes, yeah, set like in New York. Sitting in the bleachers outside, James. <laughs> um, but shot in Los Angeles, of course, and starring the six friends: three guys, three girls, and them being in their twenties, evolving through into their thirties by the last season. Us uh, navigating life, relationships, friendships. And all those sorts of things. And it moved away for probably one of the first times into a, a setting that was out of the family home and into a couple of different homes that was friends that called each other family, I guess. But yeah, just got obsessed with it. I must, if I'm talking about 94, then I don't think Australia got it to 95. It was back in the day when TV was legitimately six months behind US shows. Yeah, we had it. Really we had a tough. <clears throat> and, the, the, and we didn't get everything either. Like no. people, you'd be like, oh, no. I didn't know what Saturday Night Live was until That's I was right. like 12 or 13. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Never, and there was no, internet's not the same as it was then. So you wouldn't go on there and accidentally stumble upon what happened in this season because you were literally a season behind, really. And I never, ever found out about what the cliffhangers were or how they were resolved mm -hmm. six months ahead of time, which is quite... Bizarre would not happen today. No, you wouldn't even be able to go 10 minutes. No, know, that's right. Instant gratification. Six yeah. months behind and it'd be like 7 o'clock on a Thursday night, I think it got. Yeah, I remember when... Uh, no, it would have been 7.30, Jade. 7.30, yes, yep, correct. Yep, uh, but when they started making a big deal on our 
Australian commercial television that it was less like same day release yes the US the, like fast track release or something yeah, they call it just yeah just because they knew that everyone was illegally downloading shit and wow. they needed to have keep people interested which That's is right. why most of those channels now only have their own reality TV garbage to keep them going because you know what's the point of paying for something that you know people have already seen or yeah watch, exactly so. so it was quite bizarre that that time but if it was 94 that I'm only around eight years old but I don't think yeah, I was eight I when that show started nine on the birth of ten I yeah you were when that started coming so for Australians I think it was 95 or so and I only watched it because at that point in time in your life you don't have your own TV yet mm-hmm. so you have to watch whatever your parents and your family are watching and they for whatever put friends on like oh another American TV show another American sitcom these were their words exactly mm-hmm. look we'll just we'll just give it a go but they themselves really enjoyed it and found themselves laughing out loud. And so they tuned in again and again, and therefore so did I. And there ensued literally, I'll use the word, obsession that mm-hmm. developed for me. Literally sitting in front of the TV, 7.30 on the job, ready really, to hit getting record. Really creepy right now. <laughs> <laughs> ready to hit record on the VHS. Yeah, the VHS. So that I could have every episode on VHS without ads. And I'd stop, start, stop, start. And my parents... Little devils would even go as far to flip to another channel in the other ads because they hate them and mm-hmm. want to keep themselves occupied, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. I'm like, turn it back, turn it back. I've got to be ready to record. But yes, that is my all time favorite TV show, my favorite sitcom. It's where TV obsession began for me and my obsession with Jennifer Aniston, obviously. But I just loved all of the characters. I always laughed out loud and I got invested in the characters, emotionally attached to them. And it was the first ship that I followed. In being Ross and Rachel. Oh, so you, 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 friendship, relationship. Why did you just say ship? Ship. You haven't heard this term. Is it? Please tell me it's a real thing. Yeah, it's oh. a real thing. So ship is when you have when fans are obsessed with a particular romantic relationship. Sometimes it's not even romantic, but most of the time it is. So, for example, Ross so and like, Rachel are the will they, won't they relationship of that show and people ship Ross and Rachel they want that relationship to happen they tune in a lot of the time for that reason so people have ships all of the time people shipped Buffy and Angel and then you know there was competition between shipping Buffy and Spike for example it's existed for a long time it still exists now but it really got coined in the last few years something I learned about so I knew, I didn't know that I was shipping Ross and Rachel until a few years ago. And I, oh, that's that concept that we do invest ourselves in and attach ourselves the to. The most influential thing from that show for me is uh, the Joey special. <laughs> Joey, the pizza? Two pizzas. <laughs> so if I'm ever making pizza, I'm like, yeah, it's the Joey special because I make two pizzas. <laughs> he was a man of his food. Joey, what do you prefer more, food or sex? He's, he really cannot answer that question. He's got one hand up to represent food, mm. one hand up to repre- represent sex, and he just ends up saying to them, put your hands together. together. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But, yeah, I got very invested in that, and I read a while ago that one of the first sitcoms to actually start having cliffhangers towards, yes, they would have some episodes um, that would be part one, part two, and carry over. And you have your story arcs like. Which for me, the to be continued yeah. episodes, I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Because you know it was going to be good. And they actually had cliffhangers, you know, so season one ends with Rachel going to the airport to tell Ross that she knows that he is in love with her and that she 
um, has considered being with him. And obviously you have to wait until the next season to see how he respect, responds to that and how he comes back to that. And obviously he returns with his Chinese girlfriend, Julie. Oh, I forgot about her. Doesn't that just kick you in the crotch, spit on your back? Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, they did the cliffhangers um, really well, which obviously was that investment in returning the next week or that following season. But obviously the idea with the situation comedy is to set up a situation or often within Friends there's two or three different storylines happening and those will be resolved by the end of those 22 minutes. Um, Then you have your overarching things that are going to be there every episode. The fact that Ross and Monica are brother and sister, that's going to always be there. The fact that Ross is in love with Rachel, that overarchs her entire season and the entire series. So those things continue on a consistent. um, But the situations that are meant to be comedic, will be resolved by the end of the episode, and that's your format for a situation comedy. That's what makes them so fun, is you get your resolution pretty quickly. Which is also what makes it easy to watch yeah. continuously, is because you're like, oh, it's this episode, where you can literally just say, hey, that's where this happened, or whatever else. Yeah. Um, and you can be like, ah, oh, I fucking love this episode, yeah. and watch the shit yeah. out of it. Whereas if you've got you know your dramas or whatever, your hour-long episodes, mm-hmm. and a show that's just episodically there might be something that maybe mm. gets resolved at the end or might be a thing Something's that tied enters up. into the plot for the next episode. <clears throat> yeah. But you don't get, like, that instant gratification at the no. end of the episode where, like, just before the end credits roll, you get a bit of a giggle and you, and you That's stay. right. That's that's its appeal and the fact you are meant to laugh at it. It's comedic. Um, it's lighthearted. And obviously within every sitcom there'll be serious moments and things to take seriously, things where you're impacted emotionally. But for the most part it's meant to be funny and if you laugh out loud you tune in again if you like the situations the characters are being put in if you like the characters you tune in again and again do you have an all-time favorite sitcom or you just have a bunch that jump out to you honestly it'd probably have to be the likes of the simpsons and south park yes like just because the longevity of them simpsons has probably dropped off a bit but what season's that now like 20 how old am i it's got to be at least season 27 28 yeah right um yeah, because they started, I think, in 89. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, cartoons and just... It, it, things can get a little more out of control with cartoons as well. And South Park took things way out of control immediately. Um, I only recently saw Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is genius. It's, mm-hmm. it's very, very entertaining. Who's the star of that? No one in particular. Ah, uh, okay. So the two creators... Oh, Charlie Day. Oh, yes. Charlie yeah, 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 um, Danny DeVito came in in the second season. Oh, wow. Has not left. <laughs> really? So he's, he's there. He's a very important part of the show. Um, and that's just, yeah, that's good over the top. But, um, yeah, it's it's good. And the the music track, like the, the opening credits song and, and the track that goes through the show is very old school, like just straight up comedy where this is a little above and beyond it, it gets dark it gets brutal it's mm-hmm. they're just a bunch of it, it shouldn't work because they're all incredibly unlikable they're right. all selfish pricks and they they're always out to do something for themselves it's always interesting when that happens yeah because it, it's like when when the big bang theory first came out i'm like sheldon is the most unlikable mm. sociable person mm. and he's become the most beloved character yep. and he's technically got his own spin-off show yeah you know in Two different mediums of the sitcom yeah, because that's, that's true. Yeah, it's, there's no love track in the the kids show. 
Um, yeah, I definitely have to say Simpsons is absolutely in mm. South Park, absolutely. And there's been generationally different ones I've loved, like Scrubs I was hugely into. Yeah. Um, recently, the first couple of seasons of New Girl I really loved. Yes. Yeah. Um, the ship I really liked in that was the, the Nick and Jess, Jess one. Jess and Nick, yeah, of course. <laughs> ship, yes. Yeah. And just just the, the, the Schmidt and Cece ship. Didn't really root for that. And again, ships, uh, yeah. Schmidt's a very unlikable Correct. character. Correct. He's a douche. Yeah. They call him like the pilot. Dude, he has a douche jar to put money yeah. in every time he acts like an idiot. And even with all those titles you just mentioned, there's the consistency of the situations being funny and being resolved, etc. But then you have cartoons fall into that. You have Scrubs was not a live stage audience. No, no. And it didn't have a laughing track. Not at all. No. Which seems very rare. Yeah. Because if it's not the stage audience, it has the la- laughing track over the top, like two boat girls, for yeah. example. It's it's good, though, because you're not prompted to laugh. Correct. You, and you, you laugh when you think it's funny. You find the small things as well, like the way someone will be standing and, like, staring deadpan into the camera in yes. the background or something. And you just be like... What is he even doing? Like, you yeah. find your, your own things to laugh at in, in the ones without the laugh track, which I think is also part of the charm when you've got shows like Modern Family as well. That, yes. You know, they've, it's, it's, it's more physical, I think, as well. Like, they'll do a lot more slapstick in those kind oh, of 100%. shows because they're not relying on a backtrack. They need to have nope. something impactful. Oh, that Modern that, Family is hilarious. Mm. It's one of my faves. And... Do you agree that Arrested Development was one of those oh, earlier ones that sort of changed yes. the format a little bit? No live audience, no laugh track, more slapstick. Um, they didn't have any direct address to the camera, did they? But it's almost like they knew the cameras were yeah, there. Yeah, it was. It felt sometimes like the cameras were almost documentary style. Or yes, handheld. Very. It felt intrusive a lot of the time. Like if someone was having a private conversation, like the camera would be on yeah. the odd angle and. Zoom in. Love Arrested Development. Mm. Jason Bateman's one of the all-time faves. And one I need to bring up, which is probably a niche show, which is probably my favourite outside of uh, the, all the popular ones, would have to be Trailer Park Boys. Oh, yes. I know that you've watched all of that. I love Trailer Park Boys. The, that's like a mockumentary style. Yes. They're aware of the camera. Right. And again, it's it's very... Like Modern Family, in a sense. They will yes. Modern Family talk to the cameras. They have that yeah, direct they, address. they... Like, they'll even break the fourth wall in the senses. Uh-huh. They'll, they'll pull, like, right. the boom down and be like, hey, fuckhead, help me with this. The way that Deadpool does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, <clears throat> it's, yeah, they'll have moments where they talk to the camera and, and they're just deadbeats who live in a trailer park who think that growing dope and selling dope is going to be the end of their troubles. But they every at the end of every season they go back to jail. Oh, and really? Then they get, and then start of every season they're out of jail and oh. they, they're trying to come up with a new get rich <laughs> scheme. But oh, wow. it's it's good because like the the emotional side of it and the, the comedy side of it, it's a good mix. Mm-hmm. It's not a show it works. you think that you can sit and watch and go, This is a great show, but it is. And it started off really low budget and they kept that feel for it even when they got, you know, Netflix Bigger and all that money. Kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. So rest of development really changed the format early and I think probably the UK the office mm-hmm. that was one of the first where they talked to the camera. That those Two, and obviously there was an American office as well, sort of paved the way, I think, for shows like Modern Family where mm-hmm. you could have the direct address and that different format to what we'd seen in the 70s, the 80s, and all of the 90s with Friends, Will and Grace, Frasier. 70s show. 70s show. Frasier won all the Emmys, I mm-hmm. remember, every year winning. It's arguably the best sitcom ever just because of its its tenure and its its 
you know, accolades. It's accolades. It, it won so many times. And the fact that it was technically made uh, where most shows fail, it was a spin-off from Cheers. I was just about to say, that's one of those spin-offs, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Because Cheers already had, like, a, a long run. Yeah, big time. And then Frasier went success. on for another 10, 12 years or whatever it was. And I think he had the option to keep going. and was just like, yeah, it's about time. No Happy days? Sure. That would have been an older one our yeah, parents had, grew up with. They had the That's... laugh track on that, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. I don't know if there was an audience. But one of the... I think at the start of the show they say Happy Days is filmed in front of a live oh. studio audience, but I think that's bullshit. Well, Will and Grace say that. <laughs> Original series and the, the latest series, they have still pushed that. Because Will and Grace stands out because there were two episodes they did over their eight or nine seasons. Was that first? Eight seasons. And it was a great show. It was hilarious from episode one because I rewatched season one not that long ago. Um, it was one of the first shows that did it in front of a live audience. They recorded two episodes completely live. Mm -hmm. So they did all their rehearsals. They had no scripts on the day. But they do it all um, live in front of their audience. And it's brilliant because you know that they so haven't shot this 15 times to get it right. Oh, that, yeah, if they have made a if they've cracked or messed up that they've had to do it again, you're waiting and you're waiting you're on the edge of your seat going, oh, God, do, like, remember your lines, yep. don't break character. Um, and they do a couple of times, and that's actually what makes those two episodes so fun to watch. 30 Rock did yes. an episode with that, and there was some things in there on, like, how are you not cracking? Because um, yeah. <laughs> Alec Baldwin with the, the blonde lady, I forget her name, with the girls, Jenna Maroney was her character. Oh, um, Jenna, yeah. yeah. So she did a thing like where she had her mouth open and he got his nose in really close and he was holding her face. And I'm like, I would be losing oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> they probably did. Yeah. But, but like, it was, I was watching yeah. it. I'm like, that's live. That's, that's insane. That's well brilliant. done. She had 30 Rock. You had Parks and Recreation. Again, those where it's either set in that family home or the workplace. But it felt more like there was just maybe one camera being used and a bit more of that direct address. Not so yeah, much breaking the wall, but... Parks and Rec had that. Because yeah, they, they did do that a lot in that. Mm. Yeah. And I only watched that recently. Mm -hmm. um, when I was living with Tim. He decided, you need to watch this. And, it, and we did, like, stuck with it. Genuinely enjoyed all of the characters by the end of the first that's, season, I think. That's got to be a lie, because that guy who got removed after the first season... Oh, um... Oh. He literally never smiled. I've actually forgot all about him. See, that's, that's what I mean, yeah. But yeah, Aubrey well, they Paz got is brilliant in that show, as is Chris Pratt. I thought they were my two. Yeah, Pratt, Chris Pratt and oh, what's the girl's name? The young girl. That's Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, yeah. Just sorry. Set of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what was her character's name? I, I can't remember. Yeah, it's been a while since I was just. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually really enjoyed that. I love Amy Amy Poehler in that. Um, and. What's his name? I can't remember the moustache guy, you know, saxophone player. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's hilarious. His character's name's Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson, married to Mika Mullally in real yes, life. Correct. From Will and Grace. Mm -hmm. So good. Um, and then you obviously have your most recent and currently airing sitcoms, Big Bang Theory, Modern Family. They now have things like Blackish, Fresh Off the Boat. They're a little oh, more culturally. Fresh Off the Boat is my favourite. Inclusive now? Every character in that I do absolutely yeah? adore. And it's set in the 90s. So, oh, cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, so the, the dude who the show is loosely based off is the youngest kid. So in the first season, um, the guy who went through that life. Right. I'm doing air quotes, by the way. <laughs> it's loosely based on his childhood. But growing up with two foreign parents, being like the only Asians in the neighbourhood. Mm -hmm. 
Um, he used to do narration over the episode, but then uh, after the first season, they dropped that and just solely focused on the entire family. Right. Um, but he's still a producer with the show. But uh, yeah, the the mother in that show is is like one of my favorite characters in all the television ever. Oh wow! Yeah, she's great. I know Ali Wong writes for them because I've yeah. watched her two stand-ups on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, I was. She mentions that. I was very uh, I need to watch her stand up because yeah, no, it's, a lot of my she goes to places you're not expecting, yeah. and in both of them she's heavily pregnant. pregnant yeah. It's hilarious. Like, oh my god, you've chosen this time of all times to do your special, but it, it works for that reason, and a lot of the jokes stem from that, which makes a lot of sense. Did you watch Seinfeld? I did, but mostly after the fact. Same. Um, so when you know they'd have Seinfeld on every night, the reruns at <clears throat> seven p.m. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cause I think, I think for us, I could be wrong, but it aired either the same time as Friends or the same time as something else. It was, was definitely watching. around the same time frame as Friends. Yes. Mm. It carried over the nineties and whatever. I remember not really watching, um, much of it. I think a lot of it went over my head when I, cause we were mm. very young when that was out. Um, and it really, it prided itself on being a show about nothing. So it does appeal a little bit more to an older audience, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, but I well, do they, remember the conversations they have. Yeah. Just being that they can literally yeah. go from being they're trying to make sense to some of something, and then it just gets completely contrived because they're trying to work their way around something. Yeah. That that itself is hilarious, but yeah, the way they get from point A to point B was always good. But yeah, something I definitely enjoyed as I got older. Yeah. It wasn't as older audience. No offense, it wasn't as simple. Air quotes, yeah. like friends. Was, yeah, it was everyone can jump on. Um, but I do remember watching the the see no series finale of Seinfeld without having really watched a lot of it. Of course, it was rerun all the time, so I did see a lot of episodes without even trying. But I remember watching the finale and being played bloody Green Day, Good Riddance. It's just a really emotional track. Mm. I hope they had the time of your life. They did like a big special. And like, even though I was really impacted by that, not really having been invested in the series, just knowing that for 10 years or whatever it was, they were the on air together. They'd grown up together, mm-hmm. um, that it was ending and there wouldn't be anything else of it. And then they, well, they end up it's like on a plane. They think it's going to crash. And then Seinfeld declares his love for Elaine, and then the plane doesn't end up crashing. I actually can't remember. That's the final. And then they get put in jail for yeah, doing yeah. something, and that's where it ends. You're yeah. like, what? That was the oddest ending, and I know a lot of people were very unsatisfied with that. Um, I think that's why I don't remember it all that much, because I'm like, that's how they ended it? Yeah. It had a lot of question marks mm-hmm. over the top of it. Um Big Bang Theory and Will and Grace are the only ones I know of that are still recording in front of a... Um, a live studio audience and that's because Will and Grace declare it at the start of each episode and they've done the live episode so we know they're there and number two Kaylee Cuoco and Johnny Galecki they talk to they go up into the audience before every episode and talk to them and answer their questions every time they've done it for every episode have not stopped and have done it every time and so I've seen behind the scenes footage of them doing that and some of their posts online etc um but yeah a lot of them have a laughing track now or they don't have that forced laugh which you're talking about yeah yeah. which is good you can determine your own laugh you're not influenced by something else and a lot of the time like two broke girls had a laughing track and they'd be laughing at something that really wasn't that funny yeah it just just feels forced it was the the sexual innuendo that it wasn't really funny it was kind of creepy but they put the laugh back there yeah Yeah. you're encouraging people to laugh at that that sort of joke but 
Yes, that's right. Um, I kind of think of other ones that friends obviously assumed, <laughs> consumed, sorry, a lot of my time for 10 years. So that was pretty hard when that ended. Yeah, it's like, been like no the end on. of a relationship, you know, because there spent was 10 nothing, years with them. nothing new. It was just kind of like looking back yeah. at old photos, family videos. But what I've, yeah, what I've loved about it is it is still culturally huge because I can walk into a year eight class and 90% of them have watched Friends because it's rerun You should just so point much. out Jade's a school teacher, <laughs> not just creeping on schools. <laughs> Hanging out with year eights yeah. um, or going into schools. So I, I can, I'll, I'll say what quiz do you want to do because there's a, a site called Kahoot we do quizzes all the time they're friends friends I'm like yes let's do that there'll only be one or two that just haven't seen it and the majority have and that's because of the reruns that, that it's on every night at from 5 to 6 or 5.30 to 6.30 and in America they just put it on Netflix towards the end of last year and it got huge again it's mm-hmm. apparently ridiculous viewership on friends on netflix and apparently they took it down for a bit of time and there was a huge uproar that they put it back on so it's coming full circle it is one of those sitcoms that is actually crossing over into other generations now thanks to netflix and thanks to reruns in places like australia because we don't have it on our netflix no which is a shame um we're a bit late to the dance just like we used to be with all things with, with the shows being six mm. months behind exactly are you a family guy fan no you're not? No. I, I do like Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, nice. But my favourite thing he's done is American Dad. I put oh, that up. Yeah. That's probably... Well, I, I love a lot of cartoons. It's, it's probably easily in top five favourite nice. cartoons of all time. But I like... There's no comparison between the two. They're very different shows. So I'm not comparing them. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I, I don't dislike Family Guy. But yeah. But uh, there's no fandom there for me. I yeah, don't right. need to watch it. I don't, that's interesting. Yeah. And South Park's still going? Yes, absolutely. What season's that? 22. Okay, so it's only a few seasons behind Simpsons, for example. Yeah, I think, I think they started in 96 or 97. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Simpsons are in season 28, though. I'm going to have to look this up. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to get this wrong. Well, I really don't at this point. But, um, yeah, they've, uh, American Dads, for me, it's... Family Guy relies a lot on cutscenes and pop culture references. Yes. Where American Dad is just funny. Right. To me, anyway. Yeah. You know, like, people think that just because Family Guy is random that it's funny, where I'm just like, meh, it just it, it mm. takes away from what you're doing. Like, I get if you, if you like that kind of quote-unquote humour, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't tickle a funny bone for me. Mm. And I'm trying to think, because you mentioned before narration, having a voice narration with Fresh Off the Boat trying to think of other ones that have that. Modern Family does. It's not throughout and it's not the same character every time, but they do have a lot of episodes where one of the characters will narrate as themselves over the top of the theme that has run throughout that episode. And that's one of my favourite things about Modern Family is it is it holds up as hilarious every week, which is what you want from a sitcom, but it has a lot of heart as well. That show, it really brings things full circle, often with that narration. And so you can be emotionally attached to the characters and the storylines as well um, because well, that's, it's more funny that way. That's what I liked about Arrested Development. Yeah, right? Again, so in, like That had the narration. Ron Howard yeah. narrated, of course. With talking about um, characters that just seem mighty unlikable but 
they were unlikable in a likable way. Yeah. But that's why the show didn't last all that long because you, your casual viewer was just like, oh, these are a bunch of jerks. Yeah, it was the three seasons mm-hmm. and then they got they a got... Netflix season four. Yeah. And which I never watched. I uh, don't. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not... Are they doing a fifth? I, they were supposed to release... There's rumours for it. They were supposed to be released. I don't know if it has been, but... Um, just before it was scheduled to be released, they had some really odd situation where they were doing an interview and, um, uh, what's the lady's name? The mother, Jessica Walter? Oh yeah, Walters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they had a situation where they were doing an interview with her and I think Bateman and the fucking dude, the bald guy. I'm not remembering names right now, but she ended up getting really upset and crying and they were just like, this is just stereotypical, you mm. know, men blaming women kind of thing. Oh, okay. Someone went on with that. Oh, right. Yeah, it was, was really tricky, awkward. But apparently it just wasn't funny. Uh, season four was god awful. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What happened? Like, obviously different writers maybe? So you had the same actors. They all signed on. They're still hilarious. I think it was probably the same writers, but they were happy in life now and they yeah. just weren't funny anymore. Things had gone full circle. Well, I can't not talk about sitcoms and not mention I Love Lucy. I and I'm not Lucy. just mentioning yeah, mentioning it because it's one of the first most successful sitcoms or because Desi Arnaz set up the multicam, which I learned about in uni. But it was typically rerun on the ABC when I was a lot younger. And mum and dad obviously watched it when they were kids. And so... Again, talking about that before, when you're younger, you don't have your own TV. You're mm-hmm. forced to watch whatever your parents are watching. Um, I Love Lucy was something they always tuned into and genuinely took an investment in it, enjoyed it, laughed out loud to it. Some classic episodes within it. It's headlined by a woman. It's hilarious. The black and white like mm-hmm. usually distracts me a little bit, but it's part of what makes it so classic for There's me to watch now. slapstick in that. Yes. Oh, there. big time. Particularly the um, pilot, and because Desi's character is a performer, like he sings in a lot of the episodes. Lucy, obviously, she just wants to perform herself and will interject herself into a lot of the performances mm-hmm. just to be a part of it. And that first episode in the pilot, she dresses up as a clown and entertains the the audience in the restaurant, Coco something something mm-hmm. that Desi works in. Very slapstick, very funny, but she is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And the Chocolate Factory episode is one that everyone oh, yeah, yeah. everyone recalls and you see flashes of yeah. on reruns and things like that. And I actually bought all of the seasons on DVD. You can't get it on Blu-ray, obviously. Um, not too long ago. So my intention is to slowly but surely watch them all chronologically because, again, they rerun the same sorts of episodes or the same season time and time yeah, again. Yep, yep. So I would not have seen probably... It's like 10 seasons. There's heaps of episodes. I've probably only seen... A tenth of them. Yeah. That's like when they first started rerunning your show, Friends. Yeah. They'd almost never show the first or second yeah. season. And then so. you'd be like, well, whatever happened to those episodes? And now but they literally do it from start to, to finish, finish. Which is bizarre. And we're doing it five days a week. You're like, oh, it's season three this week. Every now and then I'm home at that time and I'm yeah. like, I'll turn it on while I'm getting tea ready. Oh, it's season three this, this, this week. And then you get to the next month. Oh, it's season seven. Oh, no, it's back now to season yeah, one. Yeah, they're just running it constantly. Yeah. But my, just back on I Love Lucy, the first yeah. time I ever saw I Love Lucy was yep. actually in the movie what? Pretty Woman. Because oh. she's sitting there 
Then Richard Gere is just looking at her like a creep and she's laughing, eating strawberries, watching Lucy oh, stomp no the grapes. Way. A fellow redhead. Yeah. You don't know that watching the black and yeah. white things. But yeah. Lucy Ball was just brilliant. Yeah, she was pretty fantastic. But that was, I was just, I don't know why, but I knew that that was I Love oh, Lucy. Wow. I and I've seen it full circle again, um, uh, watching currently the first and only season of American Gods. Uh, and it is referenced in the book as well, but uh, there is a a part of the storyline where the main character talks to Lucy from, I'm using air quotes, mm -hmm. from I Love Lucy, played by Gillian Anderson. And so she appears she appears as Lucille Ball on I Love Lucy, but she cuts away from shooting a scene and talks directly to him, which she shouldn't be allowed to do, but obviously it's American Gods, so it can kind of do whatever it wants. So she talks to him, Lucille Ball, played by Gillian Anderson. And so you're still seeing it come up now and... Well, this was a 2017 series, I think. So you're telling me. Mm-hmm. American Gods. Mm-hmm. Only lasted one season. No, there's a second season. It It's a big budget sort of construction, so, they're, so they're doing a second time? season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, see, when you said first and only, I was like, everyone told me that show was amazing. Oh, yeah. First and, and only is in it's the only one that exists presently. at the moment, gotcha. presently. But second season should right be out on. this year, 2019. Um, so you still see it coming around full circle and, yeah, I have every intention of watching those episodes when I have free moments mm -hmm. as a way of killing the time, but I just find them really entertaining. And it was something where, because obviously Lucy and Desi were married in real life, yes. and that was a big appeal to the show is to watch Especially when their relationship. smacking her around and stuff. Like, <laughs> what what are you doing, bro? But obviously she got pregnant in real life, so they had to put that in the storyline and they made it that I mean, Lucy and Desi were pregnant in the show as well. They didn't have to. They could have well, they could have had her sitting down. Not and the classic hideaway. Yeah, people will shoot that and try and hide it. I remember you see it so many times. Big jackets, big handbags. It happened in Brooklyn Nine Nine twice. Yeah, uh, Amy, right? Amy was pregnant once, and Gina recently. Gina, yes. Oh, is she returning Brooklyn Nine Nine. We have to talk about Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine. Season six just aired a couple of days ago. The premiere. Yes. So I've got that to watch this Apparently afternoon. Apparently, it's sour reviews. Oh really? Yes. Ooh, obviously, they've changed now from Fox to NBC. Yes, and they've cut after their, their pickup their episode uh, seasons in half. So they've gone from twenty four to twelve. Ah, oh, twelve. I think that's all they could afford. Initially, to see sort of how it goes, maybe. Well, just also to keep the entire cast and so pay them well. Yeah. Right. So they're Ooh. essentially getting half of what they did but oh wow that's because they they're doing to... half the amount of time okay yeah so it's oh. the same contract just less episodes essentially oh I hope that it's good I'm going to watch it the Salvo are you all up to date to that point yes obviously it ended with um, their wedding yes so yes but Which we this, do love this that the one thing I freaking do hate about what's that sitcoms mm. is you get introduced to the the characters parents right uh this is something Friends always did well, is Elliot Gould and whatever the mum's name was, you know, the parents were always there. Yeah. Whereas in shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I've found, like, uh, they should have, they weren't at the wedding. Yeah, Jimmy right. Jimmy Smith's, uh, yeah. uh, what's their name, Katie Siegel. Yeah. Uh, two huge names that they've been in episodes yeah. together before, mm. they? well, one, but... They wasted it on a, like, uh, they've met and got engaged. Like, save them to meet the wedding then, you know? Yeah. Because like, that's a huge thing and th there was no family It's nice to see, to see that when a show puts its minor characters, its um, 
guest stars yeah. into important moments like that because it makes sense. It's life. Yeah. Because and it, it it it's again like with the friends characters, they spend every Thanksgiving together. It's like don't they have any other friends? Don't they no, have any? No, they don't. Yeah, well, I know that. No. There's the same nine people in Brooklyn Nine Nine who you know they do everything together. It's just like why most of these people yeah, should very not yeah. get along. You know, that's the only thing that I'd be like, hey, yeah, and that's why, why I do happening? like when guest stars come in. Friends had some crazy good ex. Um, superstars from Bruce Willis to Julia Roberts to Jean-Claude Van Damme to George Clooney to Brad Pitt, you name it, they were on there. They would break break an episode up a little bit more for you. It, they were always episodes that stood out within a season. You go, oh, I remember that's that episode where this happens because Monica and Rachel are fighting over who gets to date Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> like the, Danny DeVito, they're memorable for those reasons. I forgot DeVito was in it. Yeah, he's the stripper. And then yeah, the... <laughs> The kind of like long running guest stars like Favreau, yeah. Rudd, Tom Selleck. Yep. All of season two, the the parents. Harry, Harry, Hank Azaria, sorry. Hank Azaria came back a few times. Paul Rudd was a big one for sure. Mm-hmm. Usually, people obviously that one of them dated or be a, a relation to parent. He had Reese Witherspoon popped up a couple of times as Rachel's sister, which was always fun to see. Christina Applegate as well. Um, and so I forgot she was in that was always good to see these superstars pop up into what was a big show at the time. So, yeah. I remember Christina Ricci specifically yeah. was upset that she couldn't be on Friends. Really? Which is why she appeared on Joey. Oh, wow. she was such a huge... Friends fan. Well, Joey fan in particular. So really? She apparently... Joey is great. ...handmade her own shirt that said, how you doing? <laughs> Just drew it on there with a pen. Yeah, well, however she <laughs> How did, you doing? she might have sewed, I don't know. I watched a lot when I was younger, Full House. See, yeah, that was good. Yeah, young characters to relate to. You didn't re- always know what was going on with the parents, but I was always very entertained by the three daughters that mm-hmm. lived in that house. Well, we had to watch it because my mum's a huge John Stamos fan. Ah, okay. So, and I just happened to enjoy the show. Oh, I got a kick out of it. Cut it out. And obviously <laughs> it was the birth of the Olsen twins. And because of that show, I followed them up until their you know, early 20s when they were still acting. They obviously don't do that anymore. And that's why they didn't reappear in Fuller House, which I refused to watch. Well, <laughs> just I the Netflix series. I don't think they would have anyway. They just said we... They said in an interview, we um, haven't acted in so long. And when we were a part of that show, we were babies. We don't really remember it. So like, getting back into that role doesn't seem natural mm-hmm. and doesn't seem like we need to be there because everyone else part of that show turned up for the pilot and pop in and out. Um, but except for the Olsen twins, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen we're talking about. Um, but, yeah, they, they were hilarious characters. And I did watch Roseanne from start to finish. That was a gold show. It was. I that. Unfortunate stuff yeah. that happened yeah. with it yeah. last year, 2018. They tried the resurrection, and I know there was a lot of people that were excited <sighs> for it. And The resurrection happened. And then Roseanne just was Roseanne. Well, I have liked, because I had watched every single episode of Big Bang Theory, um, and I've liked, because obviously Johnny Galecki's on there, I've liked that, Sarah has appeared in episodes yes, and that yes. Sheldon's mum is played yes. <laughs> played yeah. by Laurie Metcalf. Yep. So to see these Good old characters used in Big Bang is definitely appealing. That was, yeah, one of the first things I noticed when that was happening. I was like, is there some kind of relation to these shows? <laughs> it's like, nah, it's just people. Man. 
The one I haven't watched and I want to is Veep with Julia Louise Dreyfus. I would not even know where to find that, but I also would like to see it, you know? that's I, My friend Tim has it, I'm pretty sure. Okay. After Parks and Rec, we were going to watch that next. But then he went and moved out. Like he moved creep. out. <laughs> like, give me your, give me your copies of the DVD or whatever you have. <laughs> Let me see this. I, I do want to see that because that's, I think it's run its course. It's finished up now. I never got into Malcolm in the Middle. I. Oh, what about Futurama? Like, yeah, that's. Is that the, creators of Simpsons, right? Yeah, yeah. That was at a time. I loved it when it was out. Right. It, it's rewatch value the first four seasons. Yeah. It uh, doesn't really get good until the fourth season because okay. it was kind of at a point where they were like, it was just episodes. There was no strong character building. There was no real long goal except uh. like Fry had the hots for Leela, but it never seemed like that was going to happen mm-hmm. until the late third, fourth season. They started really doing some solid character stuff and some emotional episodes. There's an episode about Fry's dog. Yeah. From the past that gets fossilized oh. and he's just like, oh, that's my dog. And they, they were going to bring it back so he could have his dog with him. Yeah. But he realizes the dog's like 17 or something. Yeah. He's like, oh, he had 10 years of not having me with him or some shit like yeah. that. So he was just like, I can't do that. That's unfair to the dog. And uh. then they, they show a cutscene to the dog just waiting out the front of his pizza shop for the 10 years or whatever it is. And the pizza guy coming out and going, he's not coming back, buddy. Oh, no. So the dog, How heartbreaking. It would, uh, I literally cried. Oh, I would have to. I've only watched the episode once. Like, every time I go to watch the seasons back, I skip that episode because I'm like, nah, can't do it. No, no, no way. It's literally like losing a pet. I'll be like, me, like, trying to watch Marley and me now yeah. that I have my Labrador. No, yeah. thanks. I'm not watching that. Maybe the first three quarters, and then we'll stop it towards it get, before mm-hmm. it gets difficult. Um, I did watch, because we were teenagers, when that 70s show was out. Yeah, I love that 70s show. I stopped when Topher Grace and Laura Preffin left, though. Laura so I never... never no, she didn't leave. Um, Ashton. Ashton Kutcher left. Did they, you follow the, all the way through? Yeah, they did a really lazy write-in for... Uh, so they bring in um, Kelso's brother to be her new love interest. Laura That's Preppins. right. Played by Seth MacFarlane's brother, whose name I forget, but he's oh, in the Oh, wow. Film. Okay. Yeah. It didn't work. It was garbage. And I'm trying to think of other shows. Because he was like a cool Kelso, so it just yeah, didn't land. Yeah, right. Didn't land. Where people left for one reason or another, and it was either successful or it wasn't. One that comes to mind, Scrubs. too. Roseanne first. Because the girl that's on Scrub was the one that replaced yeah, with yeah. the Rebecca on yeah. Roseanne. Becky's. But Roseanne, it works for them. They replaced the girl for whatever reason, and the show continued. It didn't um, d- distract from it or anything. Didn't old mate come back eventually, though? Yes, that was she the comes weird thing. back at some point. Yes. But I love the fact that they actually broke the fourth wall at one point when they did change it. Yeah, and they, they, did, they like, talk the about the fact, like, she seems really different. Yeah. Like, she seems like a different person. Yeah. Point out the fact, okay, we acknowledge, we know this character has changed. You just have to sort of deal with it. Yeah, because, well, and obviously no shows previously probably even acknowledge that. No. In any way, shape or form. It's just like you're supposed to accept it. And there was another time, I think they've won the Emmy, Roseanne, and it's the, the edit scrolling at the end of the thing and they're watching TV or something, but they're holding the Emmy or yeah. sitting on the couches <laughs> and just pointing out the fact, yeah, we won. Um, and then there was Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter where, unfortunately, John Ritter passed. See, that wasn't so much a replacement. No, but they did they did continue the show and they were replaced, in, like, for lack of a better word, um, 
that father figure character with David Spade. No, he was he was there. He's like an uncle but, figure. And there was also um, Jennifer Garner's dad. Oh, Mort Vince something. I think it starts with a J. Also, give me a moment. Right. I'll look it up. But um, they really doubled down with that. They had David right. Spade and him coming. Right. So he was there to support. Um, both the kids yeah. and the mum where David Spade was there. Just because they be, write that into the show, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just to be like the, the lovable uncle. Right. Who's got no idea about kids, which is, it should have worked. James Garner. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should have worked and unfortunately it didn't. Well, because I think people, I think the people in the show as well, they were just like, yeah, it's, it's done. Like, yeah. We'll finish up. Yeah. Because it's untimely. And it worked for a lot of them. I mean, Kaylee Cuoco went on to be the star of Big Bang and um, Katie's, she went on to do Sons of Anarchy and mm. she's still the voice in Futurama, I'm assuming. Well, when that was around, I think yeah. it stopped again yeah. quite some time ago, actually. Um, oh, yeah, that's definitely... Oh, has it finished, Futurama? Mm. Sons of Anarchy and she's appeared, obviously, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, things like that. So I don't know about... There was the, obviously Kelly Cuoco's red-headed curly-haired sister. I couldn't tell you who she is. Yeah, what same. she's done since, or the brother, there was the brother as well. Yeah, he, he no idea. Yep, yeah. There you go. But um, I did love that 70 show because that's where we started. Um, so given that, I just, for probably what a lot of people did, didn't follow it through once Topher and Ashton left. Um, but what can you do? It's going to either appeal to you or it's not. Um, but, yeah, it just didn't work for me, I guess. There is that discussion. They put um, Sex and the City on one of the lists. No, but they But you've got some strong opinions no, about that. You should voice them. It is not. It's not a sitcom. It's a drama. No, I agree. I think they did that because it was that 30-minute block as opposed to the drama's one hour. They were like, all right, so we'll put it into that category. I don't know if it was ever nominated in the comedy category. It's like when you get Orange is the New Black in the comedy section where it's for the most part, it's a drama. It yeah. has comedic elements. There seems to be a, a crossover that's not necessary in a, in a lot of cases. Well, I guess, yeah, the, the comedy drama genre is, should be perceived as more of a, a light-hearted yeah. drama, but it never is. It's usually a lot darker. But um, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even put Sex and the City in that either. It's no, it doesn't a, feel like the right place for it. I feel drama. like... Someone also put weeds in that kind of category as well because it was that 30-minute slot and it did have its comedic elements. Funnily enough, same creator as Orange is New Black. But, again, it was a very adult, very drama-centric mm -hmm. show that doesn't really – it had comedic elements, of course. It was hilarious at times. But I wouldn't put it into the sitcom category like Sex and the City. Did you watch – Everybody Loves Raymond? I couldn't stand that show. I never really watched it. I'd see it on TV, but... I never understood the appeal just because the parents were so overbearing, which I guess maybe that's an Italian thing. I don't know. And then poor Deborah, just always. I just felt bad for her. I was like, this isn't funny. Yeah. I feel bad for this lady. What about Archer? I Is love that Archer. a sitcom? Yes. Yes. It's, it's situation comedy. Mm -hmm. Adult comedy. I'd definitely put it in that category. And you like it? Love it. King of the Hill? Yes. Genius. Bob's Burgers. Genius. Bob's Burgers is another one I was thinking about. Like, does he like it? Sitcom. It's, he does. It's cartoon. And you watched, what was it? Family Ties? Or Growing Pains, you Growing said Pains. you watched. Now, which one of those? Family Ties had Michael J. Fox? 
And growing pains had someone else? The curly-haired guy uh, who went super religious and ruined the show. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Nope. Did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Leo DiCaprio was in that show. Oh, that's show. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I know you have some strong views on How I Met Your Mother. No, it wasn't more strong views. It was more just like it very much... I remember reading and thinking it myself as well when it was being advertised and coming out. Like It took on a very similar format and vibe to Friends, and that Friends is mentioned every time I look up. Um, like, you may like this, or it's like... Yeah, it's too. that similar format, it's the mix of guy, female, it's that ensemble cast, it's males and female-centric, they're in their 20s, they're navigating life and relationships, etc., and that's where it had that crossover, it's like, oh, let's take a little bit of what Friends did well and, and use that for this, in a very similar format. So it's like, oh, that's why I was a bit against it to begin with, and I did watch... I think three seasons of it, but for whatever reason, I never stuck with it myself. Number 30. <laughs> Just looking at a top 100s list. They had friends at number 30, whatever. 28, Futurama. 27, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. 26, Silicon Valley. Have you watched that? Never even heard of it. I've actually, oh, I have heard, you've of, heard it, of it. But I, just... I couldn't tell you a single yeah. thing Yeah, it. IT Crowd was another one that falls I, into the nerds. I like, I like IT Crowd. That's, yeah. I like that British style i don't know what you'd call it but like just wacky british yeah whatever i don't know they do that well married with children loved married with children. and that's something they rerun all the time on tv in late afternoon i just love um al's wisdom he usually, he's just so off the mark always shoe, oh yeah oh he's hilarious miserable it's so funny seeing like growing up and seeing bits and pieces of married and children and now as an adult watching yeah, modern, modern family <laughs> it's so bizarre um and again something else that went over my head was curb your enthusiasm which is the same larry david who mm -hmm. did seinfeld never watched any of that i tried but the scene it was uh so improv there was some people on the show that just really weren't good at it and mm. really took away from it so you could see him or another character like talking and, but they'd be showing the other person and they've just got this dead uh. look in their eyes like, what's going on mm -hmm. kind of thing. I'd be like, why would you wear that? <laughs> Something that was actually on each afternoon in New Zealand, which I've just where I've just come from, um, was Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Loved Fresh Prince. Yeah, and they've got it on Netflix here in Australia. Yes. So a lot of the younger generations are picking up, picking that up now and they recognise Will Smith so they can easily go, oh, I'll watch this. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just... Would it be slapstick in some cases? Uh, they do rely on R a lot of physical humour. Right. Um, but it's it's never to the point where it's like a, a good bit where it's just like, oh, well, yeah, he, he stepped in front of the rake and it smacked him in the schnoz. It's more so just someone smacking him in the back of the head or throwing jazz out the back. Yeah. <laughs> Something I haven't watched but I do want to. I don't know which one. I do want to watch The Office. Because mm -hmm. I know so many of the cast members now that it would be it's more American, appealing to me now. Like I would love to see Steve Carell yep. and John Krasinski. I love those two guys, um, but I do love Ricky Gervais. Mm -hmm. But I think I don't know which one would appeal to me. If anyone's got any ideas, obviously hit well, me up. I can't stand Ed Helms, and he comes oh. into the American one at some point. Oh, okay. I'm not a huge fan of his either. I can't mm. stand him. Not a huge fan. He just. Yeah, he, he does not tickle any funny bones. Um, someone mentioned to me the other day about uh, The Office, yes. especially early episodes. And they're both on Netflix? 
I oh, believe no, I think oh. the, the English one's on now. Okay, so yeah. I think the American That's one way of accessing it. Um but it's it almost seems designed to make you feel uncomfortable. Just because of a lot of the people just looking, staring at the camera, yeah. making an awkward look and they're something's awkward happens to them mm-hmm. and they're trying to make you feel awkward. So I don't know if that's what they initially went for. Okay. If that was Ricky Gervais's dream, which, because I've only seen it in the American, I've only seen okay. parts of the American one and then I stopped as soon as Ed Helms showed up because uh, that guy ruins everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else. That's yeah, why you stopped. That's yeah. that, that's what, yeah. He ruins everything. He does. So, oh my yeah. God. You can't tell me yeah, you've seen anything that you liked that he's in. See? No. Told you. Yeah. <laughs> I put it out of my memory, obviously. Yeah. Is he the one that's in Tag? Yeah. Oh, I really did like Tag. See, I can't watch it because he's in it. But oh, but Ham's it's really in good. it. Yeah, it's Ren really is good. It. Is the um, Jack Johnson in it? The guy that plays Nick Miller? Yeah. yeah. Jake Johnson, sorry. Jake Johnson, sorry. Yeah. No, it's, it's, oh, it's really great. It's that comedy that you want, but it's got a lot of heart, and then it's the true story, which just makes you go, this is crazy, but crazy cool. So there you have it. Jade's top sitcom friends. MJK's top sitcom The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. It's tied with probably Trailer South Park, Park or Trailer Park Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you haven't watched them, check them out. I, I do remember the Trailer Park Boys posters and DVD covers and things, but I haven't checked it out yet. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's grass. How many seasons did it have? Uh, still going. So they, the original run was, I think, eight. Still going. And they got picked up like six years later off of Netflix. And they oh, had, right. I think four there. So they're probably 12 or 13 seasons. Sitting there on Netflix. Watch the shit out of it. Watch the shit out of it. In all of my free time. In all of your free time. Mm-hmm. I love watch. Lucy, Flank, <laughs> yeah. Black, Trailer Park Yes, Boys, I'm going to pry. I've still got those DVDs else. sitting there. That'd be great. All right, rock and roll. Thank you for tuning in this week. You can find our episodes on Podbean, not another podcast with two T's, dot podbean.com. And we're also on Facebook and on Instagram with two T's also. We'll see you next week, and that's a wrap.